Today's guest shares her love of quilting through her modern fun quilt designs that pack a punch of color and cater to the beginner quilter. She is a pattern designer, teacher, and author from the land down under. Today, I'll have a chat with Jemima Flint. Hello and welcome to the Quilter on Fire podcast, where I explore the stories, the connections, and the joy of guests in the quilting world. I'm your host, Brandy Maslowski, the Quilter on Fire, and I can't wait to share this week's episode with you. So here we go. My guest today is Jemima Flint. She is known for her love of teaching the beginner quilter. She has written three quilting books and published about 70 quilt patterns. Her business, Tied with a Ribbon, has blossomed on Instagram with over 50,000 followers. She has been chosen to teach in 2024 for the Brisbane Modern Quilt Guild and the premier quilt show in Australia called the Australasian Quilt Convention. So let's explore the story of Jemima Flint. Jemima, welcome to the show. Hi, Brandy. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. This is going to be a really fun episode. And I love featuring shows that really cater to the beginner quilter. And that is what you primarily do. So let's take a look back at where you got started. When do you first remember putting stitched fabric? Well, for me, Brandy, it's pretty much some of my earliest memories. I've always, I've just grown up being around my nana and my mum who have always been into craft and into sewing. So it's just been something for me that started off when I was very young and it's just naturally progressed and, and grown into now what I do full time. So I just, through nana and through mum, there was very much that making things for other people, my aunties and family friends. Yeah. So can you tell us about your very first quilt? Do you remember that? I do, actually, because I recently was given it back by my mum who found it in her cupboard when she was doing a bit of a clean out. And it actually is all the scraps and all the leftovers from my, at the time, my baby sister's room makeover. So my mum had been busy decorating her bedroom she was very very young and with the lances and curtains and cushion bolsters and all this sort of thing and I remember gathering up all the scraps from this from this makeover that my little sister was having and I took the Better Homes and Gardens magazine and I I was always reading sort of home magazines because I used to love the cooking and the and the quilting patterns that I would find in the back and one day I took all the scraps that I had I found this pattern in the back of this Better Homes and Gardens magazine and made this quilt. It's just, and to have it have it been handed back recently was really sort of, yeah, I'd kind of forgotten all the, all the things that had gone into it. But it's definitely sort of a big mix of fabrics and just that whole scrap beginnings where we quite often start from ourselves. Yeah, that's such a sweet story. Well, let's jump into where are you living mm. now and who are your loved ones that you share your world with every day? So I live in Perth, Western Australia, so right on the um, other side of the world to where you are at the moment, and uh, we're heading towards our very hot, hot summer. So, but here at home, I'm here with my my hubby, and I've actually got my two, well, they're adult daughters now. So I've got a yeah, a 19 and a almost a, a 21 year old. 
here at home. So, yeah, it's it's just such a, yeah, I, I love it here and I, and I love getting to tell other people around the world when I get to travel about our beautiful home and about this and our beautiful beaches and all that it uh, has to offer. Yeah, it's so gorgeous. I've been there and I love it and I cannot wait to go back. So mm-hmm. let's, get, let's get back into the story. We've talked about your first quilt. So how did your love for quilting blossom from there after your very first quilt? After having made that sort of first quilt, mum had always been taking me to, to craft lessons when I was younger and I really sort of grew that love of craft from such a young age and I crocheted at a very young age. And I just kept asking to go to craft lessons, you know, what on the holidays, that's what I wanted to do. And um, it kind of just was something that I was always drawn to. It was something that was in my world because mum and nana were always making or sewing or crafting. And then I just used to, when I was about sort of 18, I went and took my first uh, lesson in a quilt store and it just continued to grow from there where I just, in my you know early 20s, I was making quilts for friends and anyone, there weren't babies or anything like that at the time on the scene with friends or family. But I used to just make quilts for special occasions, when there were weddings. And it was always just, quilting was always something I've been drawn to and just continued to, to love. And yeah, through professionally being a teacher as well, it was something that I used to love that area of of teaching and eventually I became a home ec teacher after having taught primary school teaching for many years and yeah I guess that whole love of teaching sewing and cooking that was more my specialty area with with teaching but yeah I absolutely just have always it's always been part of of who I've been almost yeah, and I love to talk about that transition from mm. career or full-time job or something that you have to do every day to doing what you love. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I was at the time I was teaching high school and uh, my husband was busy working away um, interstate a lot and my girls were young at that stage. And I was on the side as with my teaching, I was kind of dropping days in teaching, but I was picking up wanting to, I just had this desire to start to write my own patterns. Um, Being a teacher, I found writing very very easy. It it was sort of something that I I didn't find sort of writing instructions difficult. And I really loved showing people how to get started. And so on the side, I really sort of grew writing patterns. And I was like, right, well, how, you know, how can I sort of turn what I love to do? And initially, it was sort of shorter style patterns. So little notebooks and more things that I was actually also using in the classroom. But what happened was eventually, I was starting to build up, I was teaching weekly um, quilting lessons. And I was starting to sell my patterns at market. And it kind of came to a point where I actually had to make a decision whether or not I was going to jump back into teaching full-time or whether I was actually going to jump and um, take that big leap and run my business more as a full-time business rather than just something I was doing on the side and teaching. Yeah, and you have a lovely blog that goes way back and you can Mm -hmm. sort of follow the journey. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that blog? 
Yeah, so initially sort of when I started out with Tide with the Ribbon, it looked very different to what it does now because initially I was making, always doing quilts on the side and I was actually making custom quilts for people as they would come and ask for certain things and I was going to markets and I was selling aprons, which now I've turned into a pattern and I was sort of selling like little hair clip hangers and teaching on the side and used to teach retreats and that sort of thing. So definitely sort of over the years, teaching has definitely been that big undertone to everything that I've done. And But, yeah, initially it was more sort of selling and going to markets and that sort of thing. And then eventually I've really sort of honed in on that pattern writing side of, of what I do and definitely more specifically now with looking just more at quilting and writing those styles of patterns rather than sort of more craft patterns as well so yeah you have you have 70 patterns on your website so we're going to talk about that in a minute but mm. I just want to talk a little bit about the beginnings of your business so mm-hmm. was there sort of a defining moment when you kind of felt yeah this is my thing I think I can do this for a living and I'm not going to go back to teaching yeah there was there was definitely I was back in sort of 2015 I was writing patterns and I was looking at how I was going to move it tied with the ribbon to that next level and at the time I then looked at having my patterns distributed and that also was the beginnings of me starting to write my first book so I was really sort of then investigating and talking to people in the industry and starting to hone my manuscript and also looking at options for having my patterns distributed here in Australia and worldwide and sort of by the end of uh, 2015, I certainly, um, things don't always go to plan. And whilst initially um, I didn't sort of have every door open as such, I kept knocking and then I was able to, yeah, have my patterns picked up by my distributor who are Creative Abundance here in Australia. And then also sort of by the end of 2015, 2016, early then, I had really sort of honed my manuscript for my first book and then I was really sort of looking at having that published so just yeah getting sort of those initial things and having those sort of realizing that I could get my patterns distributed and yeah taking things to the next level with writing a book because that was something I was just yes so passionate about at the time and and sharing what I could do on a bigger scale. Well, it sounds like it was tough at first, but it sounds like you really worked hard and you made a good go of it and you had a few doors opening here and there. So Mm -hmm. can you tell me a little bit about how you came up with the business name? It is so cute. It just (laughs) brings with this idea of gift giving, which is so big for Mm -hmm. quilting. But tell us about Tied with a Ribbon. So when I was trying to sort of come up with a business name and what was it going to look like, I really kind of... I looked around my sewing room because I've always been lucky enough to sort of have a dedicated quilting space as such in spare room in our house, um, in our previous home and then now with the studio. Um, And one of the things initially was um, I used to have this ribbon display and I actually had them all hanging and I used to collect beautiful ribbons from like around the world as people would travel. That would be what I would ask them to bring back or Um, I used to love looking and and finding beautifully detailed um, ribbons. And as I was thinking about these ribbons one day, it really sort of made me realise how one of the biggest things that I love in what I do and one of the biggest things that that I strive is just really that finishing detail and adding that final touch and making sure that 
everything is packaged and everything is done. And that really comes in that action of when you give a gift and you tie that ribbon around the gift and you tie that beautiful bow on the top. Yeah, and it really kind of comes full circle right back to the very beginning where you were making Mm -hmm. aprons and those were kind of tied around the back, like tied with a ribbon. Yeah. It's so sweet how you tied that all up. So let's talk Mm -hmm. about the business for a second. So if you were going to give me a little glimpse of your business, what's your jam? Definitely, I love uh, teaching. That's one of my biggest areas um, of what I do. It's I've loved being able to travel and definitely the patterns that I write all have that um, beginner quilter in in mind. They are all about getting people into um, quilting and having people feel inspired rather than in, intimidated if they ever were to pick up one of my patterns or whether it was a book or anything that I've done. I want people to feel inspired to do it. I, maybe they might feel challenged, but it's definitely not going to be intimidating if they're especially at that beginner end. And that's yeah, where I really the teaching has always sort of been that undertone and I love to write patterns that I can then see people make and yeah definitely anything to do that sort of gets people started on their own quilting adventures. Yeah so can you tell us the name of your website and what kind of things we can find there? So the website is tiedwitharibbon.com and over there I've got all my PDF patterns, I've got my books, which I've now written three books. I've also got all my templates as well. So not only can you find paper patterns and PDF patterns, but there's also the templates uh, that go with those as well. And many of the templates I've specifically designed to coordinate across many patterns. So with my equilateral triangles range, which is one of my most popular styles of patterns that people love to make, you don't just have to, you can't just make one pattern with the templates. You get, there are lots of different things that you can make with that same template as such. And I've also got other things in there as well. Sometimes I've got quilts that I'm, I've made as samples that look, I just love that instead of them lining my cupboard, that they can go out and, and be loved and used. And yeah, so there's some other little bits and pieces, some notions and I've got labels as well, which I did as a collaboration with Sarah Hartz. And so they're on there as well. So, but that's, yeah, over there at the website. Yeah, so much fun. And I loved scrolling through your website. And when I saw those equilateral triangles, I was like, whoa, this Mm -hmm. is pink and it is sparkly. People are going to love that. (laughs) Yeah, anything that I can put in pink, I love to do. And then if it's even better when it's in glitter, right? (laughs) Okay, so tell us about your newsletter. You have a newsletter as well. So if people want to follow you and know what you're doing, the newsletter is probably a good place to go, right? Yeah, that's right. So when you jump on the website, you can. There's a se- several places that you can go and um, sign up to the newsletter, and also it's really my way to communicate all that's happening in the studio. And whilst I'm very much on Instagram through the week and um, sharing what I do, not everyone is is over there. And being able to sort of put together what I've been working on the studio, I love to share what's coming up so that people have things that they can look forward to. I love to get to share with traveling. I love to get to share what I was actually doing while I was away teaching and photos of students' work, photos of some of the fun that we get up to in, in the classrooms, as well as some of the other fun things and places that I get to see, getting to showcase some of the beautiful cities and seeing how magical some of the places are. Yeah, isn't it nice to be travelling again after the pandemic? 
certainly is. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your patterns because you have almost 70 patterns, maybe even more since the last time I checked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have so many patterns on your website. I'd love to know, you know, how did you grow and change with your quilting style over time? If we if we looked at your patterns, we could probably see mm-hmm. some differences throughout, but how did you grow and change with your style? I think what it is is initially when I sort of started out in quilting, it was I found it difficult to sort of find what was my area? What what was it that I was going to, you know, where did I shine and what did I love to do the most? And I kind of found it hard to sort of translate that, I guess, because it was like, oh, that imposter syndrome and do I fit in and that do I have a pattern that's good enough? And so initially I think a lot of things, and that's why there's probably a mix of craft and there's a mix of smaller patterns and, and that sort of initially when I started into now it's grown to more sort of more specifically quilting patterns but definitely in terms of I mean pattern writing itself has changed since I started writing patterns so when I started writing um, patterns that I was publishing initially a quilt was published as one size there wasn't really that there wasn't multiple sizes there wasn't you can make it a baby size and So I've actually really enjoyed, I've been doing a bit of a, not so much a series, but I've been going back to some of my earlier patterns and I've been doing what I've sort of called a glow up where I've taken those original patterns, which are still loved and and just as beautiful now as as they were when I first um, published. And I've been going back, revising them, adding new details. My skills have grown as well. So my ability to use Illustrator and my ability to, to write instructions also has improved. So there's more things that I can now add. I've gone back and added multiple sizes. And so that's definitely sort of changed over over the years in terms of what's what's what I'm sort of able to add to those even the older patterns now. So, but there's, yeah, definitely sort of a mix of things. And so have you had some patterns over the years that have been bestsellers like they've popped off unexpectedly or you've been happy the confetti quilt is one of the ones that I absolutely um, love and adore to make it's probably the quilt that I have made so many times myself and that's it's such a well-loved pattern people love making that and there's I can showcase that in any style of fabric and you can see the beautiful versions that people have made and it just is one of those patterns and designs that works no matter what fabric you've chosen you can dive into your scrap bucket and yes that's always been a fun one and one of the other ones that I can definitely say I can kind of pinpoint was the endgame quilt so that um, was originally featured in a magazine and then I had it published on on my website and then that was actually made using Tulip Pink's solids which were brand new to the market at the time so I was able to get to have those um, before they'd been released to the market and when Tula shared that endgame quilt on on her Instagram page it kind of we we were actually on a family holiday at the time we'd gone to Melbourne and she had shared it in that duration that I had gone away for a couple of days and it was yeah it just kind of blew up from there and so definitely sort of yeah that's and I love making endgame it's one that I love to teach it's one that people love to come to learn it was really the beginning of my equilateral triangles love and that whole series of patterns have really sort of come from that one one design yeah that is so great that was actually my next question which of your patterns mm. do you love to teach <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I look I love I love how I've been able to sort of grow that one quilt into 
something where people can come and learn not only how to do the end game quilt, but I like that most of the times when I teach my equilateral triangles, students will have an option because not everyone has the need for that particular quilt. So when students come along to class, they can choose from multiple different sort of options and from my equilateral triangle range. And, and they go home making a quilt that they've really wanted to make. So they learn the technique, which is similar across um, all the patterns um, within that range. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit more about your acrylic templates. So we mm-hmm. touched on how beautiful they are already, but <laughs> there's some that you're using for mm-hmm. fabric and there's some that you're using for drawing flowers and shapes and things like that. So tell us about the templates. Yeah, so when, I, when I've always created my templates, I've wanted it to be something that could be used not just for one use as such. I really sort of wanted to make sure that if people were going to buy that template set, that it had multiple uses. So, or I had several options for them to make with that particular template. So, and they've, they've recently had a bit of a glow up themselves because through my distributor, they originally were all a beautiful light blue. And we ha- I've been trying for a little while now with them to, to have them done in pink because hot pink is one of my favorite colors and obviously my brand color as well. So we've recently just been able to move all the templates across to this beautiful neon pink. And then we've had that glitter option as well for the eight and a half inch equilateral triangle. So it's really nice to be able to not only just have something that's functional, but something that's actually really, really pretty. And yeah, I love to be able to, so I do use all those templates and that's kind of the sizing that I then use when I design new patterns. So it's like, right, these are the templates that I've got. How can I then construct and work back my patterns so that they fit the templates that sometimes people already have or they can see that there's multiple uses for them to purchase them? Yeah, that is so great that you're you're giving quilters more options with the same template. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So I want to touch on another area of the patterns on your website because I'm mm-hmm. not sure you know this, but I love quotes and I have a board have <laughs> on Pinterest where I've collected yeah. over a thousand quotes that I love, but you have mm-hmm. a dozen little patterns of quotes for quilters. So tell us about those. They have been so fun. And when I, the first one that I designed was actually the When Life Gives You Scraps. And that started many years ago. And I love to machine applique. I find it, when I started out learning how to applique, I did it all by hand. And I love doing it by hand, but I realized in my business that that kind of wasn't going to, I wasn't going to be able to get through the the quantity that I needed in time. I wasn't going to be able to make multiple samples quickly enough to be able to lend out to stores. And so I developed this absolute love for machine applique. And I love to teach that as well. And these mini quotes kind of took off as this way that people could really make fun additions that they could add to their sewing room and it was very much in that beginning when quilt swaps were starting to sort of take off and I sort of noticed how people were making gifts or smaller mini quilts for for friends within sewing communities and within guilds and that sort of thing and so the sewing quotes were all based really off our love of sewing and different areas of that and then they've all kind of that that range has continued to grow. I think there's, yeah, there's quite a few in that range. And I, I love to sort of be able to offer a couple of options. So one of my latest ones, which is the measure once, cuss twice, has a, 
has a few different options. So you can actually make it say measure once, cut twice if you prefer. You can have, there's a rotary cutter, there's scissors in the in the pattern as well. So I love that people, if you're not necessarily into quilting, you can actually sort of make it for someone who's maybe more just into dressmaking or sewing. So you've got the ability within that pattern, yeah, to customise it. But um, they've become, yeah, they're something I've, I love seeing in people's um, sewing rooms. I love seeing people gift them. They've also um, been featured on um, Missouri Star uh, Quilt Company, has featured um, two of my minis uh, um, with Misty Doan over there and, um, yeah, in my Just So Happy and the Measure Once Cussed Twice. So it's it's so good to see people sort of be able to take a project that's a smaller project as well. It doesn't have to take up a lot of time. And with your machine or even by hand, you can make something that you can add to your own sewing room or you can gift uh, to someone else. Yeah. And I'm always such a big advocate of surrounding yourself with things you love that lift you up mm-hmm. in your studio. So I love those. So let's talk a little bit about design. So when you see something mm-hmm. in the world that inspires you or sparks an idea, how do you capture mm-hmm. that? I'm definitely drawn to architecture. I'm definitely drawn to things that I see out and about um, in my travels or it could be, you know, a Sunday walk. Um, I love, um, sometimes I'll sort of capture them on my phone or, but the way that I look at things, so quite often I'll see something and my first sort of thought is how do, how can I break that down? How can I make that into a quilt block? And, yeah, some of my designs have, have been sparked by laneway graffiti in my love triangle quilt where initially I saw something, um, you know, graffitied over a wall and I saw the potential for that to sort of be translated across into a quilt. And I love to see those sorts of things out and about. And quite often they represent places that I've, I've been or things that I've seen. And, yeah, after some, some travel this year, I've got a phone full of beautiful things that I'm translating across into into designs that I sit down and, and draw either on paper and pencils and or sometimes I'll go straight on to Illustrator and, and draw it all up. Yeah, that's my next question. So once you're mm. on that idea, do you have scrapbooks full of pencil sketches or you know, <laughs> how long does it take you to get to that computer and get to the finished product? Yeah, sometimes it just, it can vary. I mean, I've got things in, in there that I've designed many years ago that are kind of just waiting for their time to to shine and I love it's very much sort of 50-50 for me. So sometimes I can sit down and I can draw it and on my graph paper and I'll get out the pencils and sometimes that works really well. And then once I'm sort of happy with that, I think I then move on to the computer and I use Illustrator to then do all my diagrams. Sometimes, though, the idea kind of just sparks off the computer. I think it can come down to how much tweaking I think it needs. So I think by the time I get it to the computer, I kind of want to have more of a set idea as such. So I like to sort of, yeah, draw it out until I know that I'm kind of ready to 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 look at that sort of being where it's really headed. Yeah. And we can't really move away from the design conversation with, without talking mm-hmm. about colour because you have mentioned hot pink. And if I were to look through your website or your Instagram feed, it almost seems like it's everything in your world jives with hot pink. And it's gorgeous, <laughs> beautiful. So tell us how you choose colour. I it's one of those things that I don't come from an art background and it's definitely something that I've learned is very personal we all see color in so many different ways and I don't come from a background where 
the colour wheel has been part of my process. I'm very much about having a look at colours and how you see them and you wanting to use colours that you love and that you can see work well together because quite often we see different colours differently, quite often but you're making something for a quilt for a person who wouldn't, you, those aren't necessarily colours that you're drawn to but that's what they're going to love. So I think bringing in and having a look sort of at that area that, that you love and not necessarily having to worry about it fitting certain rules or or doing sort of any sort of particular sort of process to, to make sure because, yeah, I think that um, it comes from confidence and there are certainly areas that I love to share with beginner quilters in terms of taking a fabric and there's quite a few tutorials and that that I've shared on Instagram and one of the ways that I love to choose colour is by taking a feature fabric and then looking at all the colours and all the prints and all the fabrics that I can put with that and for me that's kind of where I love to to share for beginners to sort of start. Yeah, and that is such a great entryway into your world because that is what you give away when people sign up for your newsletter, right? That's right, yeah. So, and I've got um, a little mini course as well um, over on my online course platform. Um, so, I, I just love to share that, it, like, I know having worked with so many beginner quilters over the years that colour is the one thing that really kind of stops people in their tracks. It really sort of, it, I don't know if it's, if, frightens them is quite the right word or they're kind of scared or they're worried to make a bad choice and I really love to show some really simple ways that um, you can get started in quilting without being worried about colour and um, some very simple tips for to use simple ideas to actually bring colours together and quite often like that feature fabric the work's already done for you all those beautiful colours that work together go and don't be afraid to sort of try something that maybe you haven't done before or but always be swayed by what you love. Yeah, I can definitely see where the fear comes from for a lot of beginners because it's pricey to go into a quilt mm -hmm. shop and buy all that fabric. And just like you buy an outfit at the store and you come home and you think, what? <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah. The same thing can happen with fabric because it's different mm -hmm. lighting and you get it home or sometimes you even put the whole thing together and you're thinking, that doesn't work for me, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. so, um, it's so nice that you have that beginner information out there for free. That's really great. Okay, now I want to dive into your three books. You are three books under mm -hmm. your belt. So that is fantastic. <laughs> so let's talk about all of them. Let's start with number mm -hmm. one, which was the first book you did. Uh, Weekend Quilting was the first book that I wrote. And I very much had that manuscript and that idea set from the beginning. I took that to publishers. And as we sort of talked about earlier, not all the doors opened immediately, sort of when I started taking this manuscript around. And, and I was set like this, I was going to write a book and and this is what it was going to look like. And initially, yeah, I didn't get sort of those wonderful, yeah, we'd love to publish that. And But I did have an amazing editor who ended up becoming someone who I've worked very closely with over the years, Amelia. And she took a look at that sort of first manuscript and she sort of looked, it was such a different like perspective that she had given me in terms of she's like, this is, this is good and let's have a look at this and can we just 
change a few sort of little bits here and and she's like can we do this by Monday and it was like it just immediately started the ball rolling and weekend quilting was at that height of that mini quilt swap and I really wanted to get people into not necessarily having a project that was going to take them years or was going to sit on the shelf or um, anything like that so weekend quilting really is all about short projects that you can do in a in a weekend so there aren't massive quilts in there there's small little um, table runners and mini quilts and some pillows and um, yes some smaller size lap quilts in there that that you can make um, easily as well so definitely sort of yeah geared for that beginner quilter and I love the idea behind your second book because it's especially Mm -hmm. good for quilters because so many quilters when they're starting off they end up choosing a project that's too difficult for them and they get frustrated mm-hmm. and they, maybe they don't continue. So mm-hmm. your second book is called Quilt Big. So what's the idea mm-hmm. behind that? That was really about taking what were small traditional blocks and upsizing them. And when I sort of started to put the idea for that book together because Quilt Big came about and I'd like that contract had been signed even before my first book was out so it was already sort of well in the works by the time weekend quilting was hitting stores and quilt big I when I started to look around it was like blocks kind of went up to 12 inches blocks went up to sort of 15 inches at the time and it was like well nothing kind of really was bigger than 15 inches every sort of block that I looked at or the research everything sort of online was you know lots of smaller blocks four inches and six inches and I was like I want to take these blocks and I want to blow them up and I want to make you know instead of making a quilt out of you know a hundred blocks I want the quilt to be made with a small amount of blocks so most of the the blocks and most of the quilts within Quilt Big all are only made from nine blocks or there's actually one in there that's only one actual block mm-hmm. so the quilt has been sized up to a beautiful lap size in it it just being one block and also just that whole concept of it did, doesn't have to take you a long time to make a quilt you can make beautiful quilts that you can gift and to make for for loved ones but it doesn't have to be something that takes a, a long amount of time yeah so great. And then your third book is a combination mm-hmm. of quilt and crochet. So tell us about that. Yeah. So quilt and crochet, it was sort of initially that whole sort of side of what I've been doing and teaching kind of just started as an experiment and I've always crocheted. It was actually the first craft that I learned to do. And during 20, I had been sort of doing a lot of crochet to relax at night. I was sort of finding that I was sewing all day and I just didn't love sort of sitting down at night time and so even more. So what I was doing, I picked up my crochet again and I had sort of started to realise and see how so many sort of quilt patterns could sort of start to be translated across into actual crochet designs. And as a complete experiment, I took one of my quilt patterns, which is my Aurora quilt, and I turned it into what now is known as the Merryweather Blanket. And that is literally an identical quilt pattern to an identical crochet blanket. And that kind of sparked this whole idea and the actual concept for Quilted Crochet. And that was released earlier this year. So uh, every project in the book, there's there's seven pairs. So there's, there's, well, there's 16 total projects in the book. And every project is featured as a quilt. So people who love to quilt can actually pick up all of those beautiful patterns and they can make it. And then you'll actually see that there's an identical 
crochet blanket or crochet version of that exact same quilt. So even down to I really wanted it to translate even with colours. So the same colours that I've used in the quilt, I've then used in yarns for the for the blanket version. So it was, yeah, it's just sort of been something that's been so interesting to see sort of come to life this year and sort of see that go out into the world. And And I have to say that one of the things that has surprised me the most is how people have responded to that book, but also how I see them using that. And that is many times in a mum or a sister or an aunt who loves to quilt and someone else in the family or a friend loves to crochet and how both of them are working on the same project together in their chosen textile love. So whether they're they're quilting it or whether they're crocheting it, it's something that they're actually doing together. And I've just found that to be just something I never expected to come from from that. But yeah, just such a an amazing way to see our community yeah, do something together, but in completely different areas. Yeah, absolutely. Such a great idea. And so mm-hmm. tell me, how did it feel with the very first book? How did it feel to have that very first book in your hands for the first time? That was your book that you wrote? <laughs> oh, look, nothing sort of nothing beats that feeling and and I still get that absolute same buzz whether it's something that I have published in a magazine or get to talk to Guild about it's absolutely for me quilting and and writing and sharing with people what I do and then seeing and having them make that it's just yeah the buzz doesn't go away it's just it's very fulfilling to be able to show someone or get someone started off in their own quilting journey or sewing journey and yeah, just it, nothing beats that feeling. Have you ever seen one of your books? Well, I guess you must have seen one of your books on the shelf for the first time. Yeah, and interestingly enough, I'll get pictures. People will send me pictures from around the world, like in different places where they've seen one of my books, or they've popped into a local bookstore and and there it is, or their local library, or that sort of thing. So it's always interesting to see where they where they do pop up across the world. Yeah, it's so fun. And I always, I, I write for a couple of magazines here and there, and I always get this joy when I see it for the first time. But mm-hmm. there was this one time when I happened to be in a bookstore with my husband, and I had never really shown him all these things that I've been writing. <laughs> and I was like, hey, do you want to see something? And I just pulled it off the shelf. And so that was a pretty joyful moment too. Someone in your family can get joy from it as well. It's kind of a, a whole new mm-hmm. level, but I love to talk about collaborations too. And I know that you work with a company to make all your templates, but you also are doing something really fun with labels. So tell me about that. So that was, yeah, an idea that I had a couple of years ago now. And I spent a lot of time trying to take, I wanted to take my sewing mini quilts, all those that just so happy and the the words that I had used in my mini quilts and I wanted to turn them into labels and I kind of didn't have a lot of luck when I sort of first started. I wasn't happy with the quality and I wasn't happy with sort of how they were turning out and and that and I kind of then came across Sarah Hartz and she's over in the US and her and I got got chatting and I was like right this is the the labels that I this is the idea that I have and then her and I worked together and being able to sort of have something that you can add in again just that whole 
going back to that finishing detail and that final sort of touch and adding in those little things that quite often may not necessarily always be noticed, but that that last detail is always something that I've loved to to add and do. So yeah, there's the the label range with like cut, sew, press, repeat, and which is again one of my yeah very popular little sewing mini quilts. But yeah, just that whether you put them in a quilt, whether you put them in pouches or bags or anything like that, they're just that fun, you know, detail that you can add. And yeah, some of them have got that little metallic sparkle as well. So again, anytime you can put glitter into into anything on there. Yeah, they're so cute. So if you're listening right now and you're thinking, I want to see these labels, it's at tiedwitharibbon.com and then you can find them in the shop. There's five different kinds and they're just colorful and beautiful. And they just, they're designed to be one of those little things that brings you that extra little moment of joy, right? That's right. Yeah. And they're good. They're good because they've got that little, that pack. And I've known a lot of people sort of pick them up and and give them as gifts for their friends and their quilting buddies and all that as well. So it's nice to see that people sort of want other people to sort of use them as well. Yeah. And you've also checked another thing off your bucket list, which is having your name on a thread box. So tell us about that. I love to work with Aurifil threads. Not only do I sort of do a lot of my sewing um, with them, Aurifil have been a wonderful supportive company. They always come on board whenever I have a quilt along and they've always just been so supportive of what I have done. And back when I actually published Quilt Big, I was chatting with Aurifil and I said like a lot of the colours that I was using when I put together Quilt Big I sort of saw how that would work really well for a collection. And so I spoke to them and I said, look, could we put this collection together that would coincide with the release of Quilt Big? And so it actually sort of exactly that's how it happened. And this beautiful um, thread box of the 50 weight in the the big 12 um, spool size was, yeah, it was just so good to be able to sort of work on that with them. And those are my staple colours. Even now, many years on from having released that box, they are still my staple colours that I will always go to. Yeah. And you can see that colour palette right through your whole Instagram feed, everything that you do. It's just beautiful. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about travel. So what are some of your favourite quilting events that you've ever attended? Oh, I would definitely have to say that I've loved getting to travel to the US. I pre-COVID got to travel over there quite regularly and I've been able to do some filming over there in Denver. That was so fun to be able to go and do filming on a te- like a proper set and there was hair and there was makeup and like and then yeah, just being able to travel to the spring markets quilt fair at that at that time and being able to sort of actually meet all the people that you're talking to on Instagram and actually see those people but definitely I always love not only getting to go to those sort of trade events but then also being able to travel to teach and last year I was over in New Zealand and absolutely loved teaching for five days over in New Zealand and I've come back just recently from a trip uh, to South Australia where I was teaching for five days and it's just so nice to be able to get up from I'm here in my studio pretty much on my own most of the time and then getting to sort of go out and see people making the designs that you've done teaching them showing them all those things and actually watching them whether it's over the the class the, the day or sometimes some of the things that I've treasured most is actually seeing people sort of make those 
breakthroughs or things that have frustrated them or just actually being able to be in a room where you can see someone, their journey just sort of change literally sort of in front of you is just, yeah, it's just a very wonderful aspect of of my job and, and definitely the area that, that lights me up the most. Well, I I don't want to let this sneak by without you elaborating a little bit more on your travel to Denver. So tell us about that experience being on a show. Mm-hmm. What show was it and what kind of project did you make? I was doing a, it was actually just off the back of the release of Weekend Quilting, my first book. And I went over there and it was with Golden Peak um, Media, who were part of the book company as well. And I actually did, it was five days of filming and that just in in an experience was just, I'd never sort of like, I got to sit down and have my hair and my makeup done. And, and I was like, there was the, the star on the, the door, like, but with my name on it, like I had a dressing room and <laughs> it was just nothing like I'd experienced before. So, and yeah, we did filming for five days and that was on foundation paper piecing. So we put to, like they put together a whole course and and they sort of, yeah, just the whole production, cameramen and multiple angles and all that type of, yeah, things that I'd kind of never sort of really done before. I mean, I've done lots of public speaking and getting up in front of like crowds and audiences and all that sort of has never sort of really bothered me before. But definitely filming was a whole sort of new aspect. And but yeah, it was, yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. It was such good fun. Yeah, and if you're listening right now and you haven't heard of Golden Peak Media, this is a really large company that owns publishing and magazines like Quilting Arts Magazine and Quilt Maker Magazine and those kind of things. And they have podcasts and they have Quilting Arts TV. They have all kinds of wonderful things going on. So Mm -hmm. what a wonderful experience to come over and be able to do something fun like that. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about your teaching because you love to travel and teach. And we'll talk about your big news with the online course after the break. Mm-hmm. But what are your most popular workshops when you travel to teach? One of the ones that I often get asked for all the time is my equilateral triangles. And that really is about showing people how you can take something that maybe looks a little tricky or that you've been into, haven't sort of been ready to tackle on your own so that one we we break it down there's usually a couple of options for my designs because I've got I think there's now six different equilateral triangles in the range and the the group or the guild will choose which ones um, they want to offer because we don't it works well when you've got sort of one or two in the classroom sort of to choose from and then people sort of yeah I go through all those tips and all those tricks on on how to actually work through sewing equilateral triangles and how to cut accurately and all those things that sort of put the student on the on the right path to having sort of yeah finished or or really sort of yeah getting well into their quilt so so that's definitely a really fun one that people love to to do uh, the other one that people sort of love is the the sewing mini quilts. So people teaching people how to machine applique. So if they haven't used fusible web before or anything like that, so actually taking them through how to to use that and then how to actually sew that on their machine as well, so that they can sort of get that detail and learn to use their machine. So that's always been a fun one um, to teach as well. So because people love to choose the different the different quotes and quite often they're making it for someone specifically. So so that's yeah, really fun one to do. And then next year I'm teaching a lot of some of my curves as well. So in the Bexford quilt. So I'm looking forward to to that coming up next year. But it can really be sort of a mix of what people sort of love. The confetti quilt has been um, 
just a really popular workshop as well. And that one I call When Perfect Isn't the Point. And that really comes down to sort of showing people how, especially when they're beginning, you can sort of learn the skills and we can go through all the details and how to read a pattern and all the instructions without necessarily being too worried about if the points don't exactly match. It doesn't matter because the pattern has been designed that they actually don't. So in the workshops, I love to show people how to sew correctly their quarter inch seam allowances and the other aspects of quilting when they're starting out so that they can really practice those beginner skills. Yeah. And it's so nice to see you blossoming into some of the big, exciting shows. So you have two big ones coming up, Brisbane MQG and the Australasian Quilt Convention. Well, Brisbane contacts me. So that's always, yeah, great when people sort of see what I do and and they'll sort of ask me to come out. And most of the time people will sort of see what I'm doing on Instagram through social media. And that's really where most of the actual people have seen what I do or they've seen me sort of come and teach and then I'll sort of have an email and be invited and but yeah Australasian Quilt Convention next year that's been a really I got to go there this year having been invited and then been invited yeah back next year so I I love getting to to go to those places because obviously they they're not sort of local to me and really I get to go and see people who I've taught previously and they come back with their quilts or they come back having sort of made or they've got their photos ready to sort of show me sort of what they've what they've made and yeah no looking forward to yeah a big year of of travel coming up with a few other things not quite able to say what they are yet but yeah some other big travel plans hopefully for on the on the books for for 2024. Yeah, so if people go to the website and they get onto your newsletter, they'll hear about new things coming up. And, of mm-hmm. course, they'll follow you on Instagram, right? So they'll, they'll probably yeah. see some announcements coming there. So beyond mm-hmm. all the teaching and lovely things that you're doing, do you also do some speaking? Like, do you have a trunk show? I do. And that's been something that this year has really uh, blossomed for me. And it's been one of the most exciting things that I've gotten to do this year because um, I've been invited uh, this year to actually be a keynote speaker at um, a couple of events. So I was invited earlier this year to be the keynote speaker at the Seabreeze Quilting um, over in Victoria earlier this year. And it was just, that was the biggest room that I had been invited to speak to as the actual keynote speaker. You know, I've been to events where I've spoken and talked a little bit about what I do and that, but that was kind of the first big one where I was, yeah, in front of yeah, so many people who who had sort of come along to hear my story and, yeah, very nerve-wracking sort of to begin with. But I love to share my story. I love to share the people who have been part of my my journey because for me, I'm very much, been very much sort of pushed along and very much sort of had certain people come along at at different points and sort of, yeah, give me the inspiration that I've needed to to keep moving forward and to to take it in the direction that I have. So I'm very thankful to those people. And that's the story that I love to get to share. And then only just recently, I'm back from South Australia, where I also got to speak to uh, an amazing room full of of people regarding yeah my quilting journey and that was yeah again it was just was on a beautiful Friday evening overlooking the beautiful beach down there in Glenelg in South Australia and like it's just it's very humbling to realize that people have not only sort of come to hear your story but you know they've paid money or they've actually they're they're excited and they'll, they'll come up to you and then they'll share how your story fits 
in with what they've done or how they've made this for that this person or and those are the stories that I love to hear how they may be taking my pattern but then how it's actually been gifted or how it's been something that they've enjoyed to do or that was their first quilt so yeah I love to hear that. So is there a quilt or quilt project over all these years that has been most memorable for you? I would probably have to say my end game quilt in that just sort of seeing that initially go from a magazine and just that whole concept of, and even in terms of sort of getting to work with the fabrics beforehand with Chula's solids and it just the story kind of has evolved and now people love to make that quilt just as much as people did when it was sort of first published. And and because I get to teach that quilt, it's just one that I've just always had this this love for because it's just been something that I remember being on holidays and sort of like sort of realising, oh, how, like how am I going to fulfil these orders for this amount of templates whilst I was on? Like I think it just came from out of the blue and, and unexpectedly. So... And I just, I love to make it. And I've, yeah, just recently, yeah, remade it again in in prints and now to come showcase that particular design with Chula Pink's Nightshade, like with the cameos. And I've d- done some, some special fussy cutting piece in, in that. So for me too, it's a way that I've also been able to showcase what I do, but also take my skill level up as well and challenge myself. Yeah, and I love what you do on your Instagram feed where every once in a while you will feature one of your patterns and it's just such a nice little Mm -hmm. picture. So if you're interested in checking out Jemima's stuff for the first time, head on over to Instagram and Tied with a Ribbon on Instagram and just check it all out because you'll see all the patterns there. So last question before we go to a break. In your quilting world, Jemima, what brings Mm -hmm. you joy? Without a doubt, teaching. So being able to be in the same room as people starting out in quilting, definitely I just love being amongst people who you know that showing them those small little tips, showing them the smallest little like let's have a look at some of uh, is that quarter inch actually a quarter inch and just being able to sort of share what I do, share my knowledge, share what things I find work and but also in terms of allowing them to find the things that work for them because we can all get to the same result differently and that's not about doing it the same way but about finding your way yeah really all about the connections for you right Mm -hmm. so right now we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back we're going to talk all about Jemima's studio space a few other little fun questions in between and her online course which launches again in February so we'll be right back so Yeah Quilting is Las Vegas' premier quilting and sewing supply retailer. Their goal is to provide the best supplies and customer service. Visit their store in person or shop online at soyaquilting.com. You can also find them on YouTube for tutorials, events, and flash sales to get a glimpse of who they are, what they do, and how much fun they have. For the So Yak Quilting family, it's a privilege to be in an industry filled with wonderful, caring people with a desire to make the world a little better every day. Discover a haven for sewing enthusiasts at angelssewing.com. Our store in Salem, New Hampshire is dedicated to providing a vast selection of high-quality sewing machines, fabrics, and accessories to help bring your creative visions to life. 
Whether you're a seasoned quilter, embroiderer, bag maker, or a beginner embarking on your first sewing project, we offer a range of products to suit every skill level. Our knowledgeable and friendly staff are always on hand to assist with your needs, ensuring a seamless shopping experience. Explore our online store and find endless inspiration for your next sewing adventure. Dive into our online treasure trove at angelssewing.com and let your creativity flow seamlessly with every stitch. At angelssewing.com, we're not just sewing, we're building a community of creators. And we are back with Jemima Flint. Jemima, tell us about your studio space. So we moved into this house or nearly, well, just over two years ago. And as soon as we walked in, like I knew that we had to find a space that would house my sewing area. It was I didn't want to be in a, a, in a common family area. It's what I do in terms of I need the space. I don't want it to be impact on my family. And when we walked into this house, the front area of the, the front space of the house actually was a theatre room. And I'm like, this is it. Like I knew, we knew immediately from walking into the house that the theatre room was going to go <laughs> and that it was big enough for my studio space. So we, we painted it even before we moved in and no other room at the house actually got a paint until just recently. <laughs> but the, the studio, yeah, it was set up before any other sort of bedroom. But it was just because I had this I, like big open space. It's, it's a massive room and I've got beautiful sort of windows that that go out onto the to our street and I can sort of see everyone walking by and I like everything like neatly organized and I like everything sort of to sort of be in in a place and have it have its own home and with the studio I've been able to sort of put a few beautiful pieces I've got a couple I've got a couple of real special pieces that I've um, had commissioned um, to be able to sort of hang and to have um things in my in my um, studio that really inspire me as well but I, yeah I love having my fabric on display I love having yeah a big enough um, space to work in and we've been able to sort of custom make that a little bit as well so yeah. and if you want to see what Jemima and I are talking about with her studio it's a door it's really a nicely laid out studio it's neat and clean and beautiful and she's got her Tula pink Bernina there and <laughs> lovely and you can go to one of the most recent posts on her blog and you can find a nice little feature about the whole studio so you mm-hmm. can go there on the website so what is on your design wall right now <laughs> yeah on the design wall is actually goes back to one of my glow up patterns so I've actually got on there my kiss chasey quilt was one of my very first patterns that I wrote and published and it was one of those ones that people have loved to make and again it's just that whole well I want to make it bigger I want to make it this size and all that so I'm busy sort of working on yeah a glow up version of of, um, my kiss chasey quilt pattern so that'll have new sizes I've got I've added in now like a, a scrappy version as well so people can actually make it from their scrap bucket and so lots of other features that I'm, I'm currently working on on adding in. Well, that sounds like fun. And what is your favourite time of day? I love getting up first thing in the morning. I love getting into that studio nice and early. It's just the time that I find I'm refreshed. I feel any time that I've got actual pattern writing or actual sort of sitting down at the computer work I'm early I love to get it all sort of done yeah definitely a morning person okay and what is something that you love to do to care for yourself I 
loved CrossFit. So I, many years ago, um, I kind of realized how, you know, I love to walk. I've, I've always exercised. I've always been big into sports and all that sort of thing. But I kind of got into this situation like stage where I kind of realized I was quilting so much where I didn't sort of have yeah any sort of love of exercise and I decided that I would sign up for a CrossFit class I had no idea what CrossFit was I just heard about it um I walked into this CrossFit box and it, it kind of yeah it sort of changed the way I sort of thought about exercise and I suddenly had to I had to be at a class at a certain time and I was learning movements and I was learning things that I hadn't had not done for a long time um, but also just really loved to do and for me getting out of my studio and because I can become quite obsessive with my work and with getting sort of things and I can push a lot of things aside sometimes so getting to be um, at a class was it's just and I love to start I go to um, CrossFit before I even get into my studio so I get up really early I go to CrossFit and it just puts my mind in the right space for the day yeah I love exercising early in the morning too and it gives you such a good feeling of accomplishment before you've even had breakfast like it just really makes you oh (laughs) yeah I'll, I'll come in from from gym and and my family haven't even you know gotten up yet and I'm like oh (laughs) <laughs> I've had I've had half a day so <laughs> that is so great okay so I want to talk a little bit about features I know you've written for lots of magazines and things like that and we've already discussed the Denver the quilting company filming mm-hmm. but I want to talk about Missouri Star so what happened with them they have long sort of done some bits and pieces with Missouri Star and Misty Dolan many years ago featured my Just So Happy mini quilt and it was one she put up on her blog and her channel and she actually has hanging up in her sewing space and her and I had gotten chatting and I had always loved seeing how she had it still hanging in her space and earlier this year we were talking and I had my new mini quilt that I'd just put out which was my measure once cuss twice mini quilt and I said oh this is my new one and I love how you've always sort of had that other one hanging and she was yeah loved the idea of putting that into a new tutorial and so together with lazy cut quilts as well those kits were sort of all done and with Missouri Star and yeah so it was really sort of I got to collaborate with with them and put some some materials together for them to be able to sort of have that on there at home with Misty Channel so that was it was good fun. That is so fun. Okay. And there's one more thing I want to talk to you about before we get into the lightning round, Robin, and that is the big news with your online course. Yeah. So my beginner's online quilt course is called New Quilt on the Block. And this year through 2023, I launched it and I have had such a wonderful response with students coming through because It's really about giving those people who maybe haven't sort of known where to start in quilting or haven't sort of known what they need, that whole aspect of getting them started, showing them what they need to know to actually make their first quilt. So I've put together this my online course and, yeah, we've had two rounds this year and already even just from the recent round I've got students who have already finished their their first quilt and that is just such a joy to watch over the weeks as they progress through making it and I'm looking forward to yeah the round um, three will open up in February 2024 and just yeah being able to watch people sort of start out and showing them how to get started and you don't have to have all the gear you just have to have the right 
tools and equipment and it doesn't have to be the most expensive it just has to be good quality and all the actual things that you you need to know because it can become a lot when you start to if you start to google and when you start to look for all the free content it becomes very overwhelming very quickly and there's lots of different ways to do things and i think that's where people sort of get stuck because this this tutorial says this way and this thing on youtube says this way and then it's like, what way? So I've um, very much sort of tailored this particular course and also in the actual design of the quilt. So the quilt was designed based off the skills that I felt that beginner quilters needed to learn. So the design wasn't just a case of I've made a pattern and here's a course. It was very much I set out intentionally from the beginning to build a quilt pattern that actually took the quilter through the steps and through skills that they needed to, to learn in order to successfully make that quilt themselves for the first time and for them to then see that. Yeah, and so if someone's listening right now and they're thinking, oh, I really should take that course, <laughs> where can they go to sign up for your newsletter? Because that's probably the best way to hear about it when it's coming up in February. Yeah, so you can head to um, tiedwithribbon.com. Over there, you can head to, on the menu tab, it's got online courses and there's actually a wait list for New Quilt on the Block for when doors open. And so they will get that information straight to the inbox when they sign up for that wait list. Okay, great. Now it's time for the lightning round, Robin. It's a series of rapid fire questions and it's super fun. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. I am. Okay. What is your favorite tool or notion? A binding baby. Oh, right. The binding babies. So I might have to put a picture of this or a link to this, but tell me what that yeah. is. So the wonderful Shari of Doohickey Designs, I came across her at Quilt Market back in 2016 and she hand makes the most beautiful wooden little binding babies. So you actually take this beautiful little wooden doll and it, you actually um, prepare your binding and you wrap it around the binding baby. Now it's designed, it will actually sit on the spare spool pin that you have at the top of your machine. So when you're actually binding, not only do you have it all set and ready to go, but it actually functionally works so well to be able to help you do your binding. But they're adorable. Okay, mm -hmm. that sounds good. Um, do you ever have a sewing or quilting escape? I do. I get to, yeah, once a year I head off with some friends and we stay at a hotel where all the things are done for you so that you can actually just quilt and sew without having to worry about lifting a plate or making a meal. And that's what I absolutely love. Not only can I just relax with my quilting, but I also don't have to actually do anything else. It's a really nice retreat. Uh, yeah. What is a skill that you'd love to learn in quilting? Oh, I definitely would like to do some more improv. I'm not a great improv person. So that's definitely on my list. Yet, right. Okay. Yes. Has there been a mentor who has really influenced you along the way? I would say uh, Amelia, who was my initial um, commissions editor and how she's sort of been through with me um, on my quilting journey. So, um, yeah. Oh, it's so nice to work with a mentor who's really experienced in that area, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have any little favourite collections of things in your home? I definitely have quite a liberty um, collection. I would have to have to say I also have quite a collection of cake bunt tins. Oh, and yeah. how, do you put those on display, or do you store them all together? Do you make the cakes? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I love novelty cake pumpkins. So yeah, they're actually in in my pantry. I actually have a shelf area where they are actually all displayed. Oh, that's fun. Okay, now I could probably guess this one because of the name of your third book, but do you have another favorite hobby besides quilting? <laughs> uh, surprisingly, it's crochet. Crochet and CrossFit. <laughs> right. yeah. Okay, well, thank you for braving the lightning round, Robin. That was super fun. So we've mentioned your website at tiedwitharibbon.com where we can find everything we've talked about today, but where's the best place for quilters to connect with you on social media? You will find me most days over on Instagram, which is at Tied with a Ribbon as well. Uh, I love getting to be able to talk to people from all over the world and share not only with them what I'm doing, but also where I'm going and what I'm up to and where you can come and take a class with me. So, yes, uh, definitely Instagram is the, the big place you can find me. Um, I'm also on Facebook as well. And um, I also have uh, an amazing group of there's a Tied with Ribbon Patterns Community Facebook group as well. And that is so great because we connect in a completely different way there as well. So, yeah, it's so fun to be able to share a lot of what I do, mostly over on Instagram. Yeah. And your Instagram feed is lovely. And you know it's well-received because you've got over 50,000 followers. Was there a certain post or video or something that really helped you boost your followers for the first time? I, I honestly, like, I haven't had anything actually go viral. I've had good views on things, but I haven't had anything actually go super viral or anything like that. I think what it is is I show up there consistently. I've built a community who are, if you send me a message, I actually respond. So I'm actually the one on the end of the other side, the other side and being able to sort of connect, I think, because I love talking to people and and asking them sort of also what they're doing and sharing what they're doing. So I love sort of how, even though it can be from the other side of the world, how we can connect through that. And yeah, definitely it's opened up me being on my side of the world with me being able to share what I do with the whole world. Yeah, that's so nice. And you hear so often with all those experts on social media that consistency is key and community is everything. And it sounds like you're doing just that. So that's great. Okay, so now as we wrap up, Jemima, what do you want quilters to take away most from our conversation today? That we all start somewhere. You know, when you're starting out in quilting, it's not going to look like someone who's been quilting for 10 years or anything like that. I think just allowing yourself that that grace and that that space to learn and to actually start to to experiment and to try things. So just always remembering that that your your beginning is not the same as someone else's middle. Yeah. Oh, such a great message. What a great way to end the podcast. Jemima, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me, Brandy. It's been wonderful. So that was my show with Jemima Flint. I love a story of a creative mind who has taken the big leap from her job as a teacher to doing what she loves full-time. And her Instagram feed is very well curated with tidy, pretty photos and a beautiful color palette. And something I really like on her Instagram feed is the featured dots along the top with quilting tips and quiltimonials and patterns and more. It's like a playlist on YouTube, but for Instagram. And Jemima loves to get her nails done to match her quilts. So that's listed under nail love. So you have to check that out. It's adorable. I really recommend you go and take a look. This is a designer to keep an eye on, and I love sharing her story with you. Quilter on Fire is now on YouTube. 
I started up all new content back in October and I've been having so much fun. From tutorials to unboxings and amazing interviews with quilters at big shows like Houston and QuiltCon, you'll find all kinds of quilty goodness. If you love this podcast, please go subscribe to The Quilter on Fire on YouTube today. And the Japan textile tour with The Quilter on Fire is officially a go. Travelers are now booking their flights and we start our tour from Tokyo to Kyoto on May 19th, 2024. There are a few spots left, so if you need to check Japan off your bucket list, call Judy at Opulent Quilt Journeys at 1-877-235-3767 to book your trip today. Thank you for listening to the Quilter on Fire podcast. Until next time, dream big and have fun in the studio with the Quilter on Fire.